0: Do I? Yeah. Not really, man. I I know the Florida of the show is gonna go how it's gonna go, so I'm just like, <laughs> I know once to come. I, I mean, I, in in a sense, I'm like I'm scared that I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jump into like NBA playoffs and shit and be talking about <laughs> the, 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 you know and lose, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, that is that so was important. That me. on the tail is. Yeah, 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 man. But I mean, like I said, um. Yeah, it is what it is. Off air, I did say what I said about the New York Knicks, and um, everybody loves that that um that underdog story. Everybody, I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there rooting for uh, Derrick Rose, but you know the fact of the matter is the New York Knicks are not a fourth seed team in the playoffs. They're not a fourth or fifth seed team in the playoffs. They look very bad. They look like they shouldn't even be in the playoffs, and that's because they're quote unquote most improved player is not playing like he's most improved. He's looking like his his old Laker self. You know, and it's not it's not all that great. But, um, yeah, like I said, I don't want to get into too much basketball talk. I'd rather talk about these streets. Shit's been going on for the last two or three weeks, man. I mean, we had a J. Cole album. We had a Nicki Minaj song everybody was loving. Y- you know, uh, you got a lot of shit going on in the hip-hop world. I, I don't really know much. I. I ain't watched TV. Real talk, like really watched TV in maybe a solid two weeks. You know, since we've come back, you know, from from Miami, I've not watched TV. Last show I watched was Castlevania and Let Love Death the Robots. So, nigga, really been chilling, man. Listening to you know true crime podcast. You know, going to the gym. Speaking of the gym. I'm really, 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 really getting tired of people that adopt the gym life and then they go into this mindset of their personal trainers. And don't get it twisted. I don't knock people wanting to be personal trainers. And I'm pretty sure I've said this on the show before in somewhere in these 200 plus episodes that we have. But I really feel like personal trainers need to understand that their, their, their bodies, their their actual physical selves that is your best marketing tool when you look good people want to understand people want to know people want to get gain the knowledge of why how what did you do to get here so when you look good you are a walking billboard so it baffles me that people out here are bold enough to say that they're personal trainers and they're walking around looking like And all I'm saying is, y'all personal trainers out there that are super average. I'm not knocking y'all. I'm just saying you make the fitness industry look bad based on the fact that you're you're adopting an image. You're you're adopting. You're to me, you're adopting a profession that, in so many ways, in my opinion, is one of those professions where it's like, you know, if you you, you need to lead by example. And I and I was noticing that there are a lot of professions out here nowadays where people aren't really leading by example. I mean, that goes for teachers, that goes for scientists, doctors, whatever. It's like, how can you adapt or how can you can be in this profession? How can this profession be something that represents you? You represent this profession however you see it, but it's like you don't walk that walk day to day. Does that make sense?
1: anyways yeah it, it's it's kind of like how how is uh you know this is gonna be politically incorrect how's a, a a limbless person gonna tell me how to swim like you're teaching me how to swim and you haven't had limbs your whole entire life like you're you're you you don't look like the ideal swim instructor that i look for if i got a change between you and michael phelps i'm gonna go with michael phelps if i go into the gym and i see you know i see well and then i see somebody that's you know. 300 pounds, and you know they're out of breath just from walking in. But they say there's a, a personal trainer. Who am I going to choose? And and it's exactly like you said. You know, your body is the advertisement. Like you, me coming here, saying this person's in shape. Hey, I want to talk to that guy. You know, hey, what are you doing? How'd you get your biceps like that? What did you do to get your forearms strong? Like that's who you want to get advice from. If I go to a YouTube video and I'm getting workout tips, I'm not getting them from Chris Farley. I don't want them from Kevin James. I don't want them from Adam Sandler. Let me watch a video of The Rock. Let me watch Mark Wahlberg. Like, <laughs> give me somebody with some credibility to it in this sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and people hear that and they might automatically assume like, well. It's you know it's partially impossible to be like some of these people, and I mean yeah that's true because a lot of these people are on diets that a lot of us can't afford. Um, well shit, I know I can't afford them because low key some of the, the 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 way some of y'all be living y'all lives, I think y'all could get out here and be able to afford the diet the rock is on and J.J. Watt because y'all be out here eating steaks more than me. Y'all be out here. I don't eat steaks like that, but y'all be a fogo de child. Y'all be at the State 48 every week. Y'all be at, you know, Fleming's. Y'all be getting it in. So I'm like, uh, a lot of y'all really could. If people realized how much that one visit to some of these fancy steakhouses was compared to meal prepping for a week, man, I'm telling you, dog. I'm telling you. We have. we. This should look like Venice Beach 1987. Boys, I'm telling you, man. Tell him, man, boys be out there like Arnold.
1: But the thing is, it's like, yeah, I know I can't get onto a rock level. I know I can't get onto a JJJ a white level. I gave that boy a lot of J's, a lot of But I know that I can get on a higher level than I currently am. Just personally, no, I'm not going to be in their atmosphere. But I know I can be better in my own atmosphere and and then hell if it takes motivation to find somebody that hey, I can get on the little death level. Like I I can I can match that. Yeah, shout out on, shout man. out to sh- hey, if you listen to little death, shout out
0: to you. Yeah, man, to get on a little death level, man, I I think that takes a lot of um I think I think that takes a lot of um what do you call it? It takes a lot of dedication, but also you have to understand that people like Lil Death are driven by a lot of pain, a lot of you know misery, and if that's your motivation when you go in the gym, then yeah, you can get to that Lil Death level. Like that, that makes a whole lot of sense. But you know, I I, I saw a meme the other day. I think it was a, I think it was, it was a Fat Thor meme, and it was something along the lines of like when you watch a motivational YouTube video, like you basically be turned up, you be ready. And then two minutes later, you're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, and it just goes to show that, that, that motivation, that, that motivation is a motherfucker, man. Like depending on the type of motivation you need, you require to actually get you up out of bed, you know, that's everything, you know, and a lot of people, they just, they don't have that motivation, you know, but at the same time, like I said, As a personal trainer, you being in tip-top shape can motivate people to get up and and get to it. I just just know that throughout this episode, it's going to get to a point where I just start talking shit about overall laziness. I might as well get to it now. Might as well get to it now. I mean...
1: And and it's, it's... And I don't want to come from the perspective of seeming holier than thou. That's always my goal on this podcast. And I sit here and sit and point fingers and say, hey, you need to do this and you need to do that. Because it's a lot of shit that I need to be doing that I'm not doing. So, like I always said, even I might have said it in in JS5, a lot of the times I'm talking to myself. Y'all just have to listen to
0: it. JS5. JS5. Jay speaks, we listen. Twenty six minutes of heat.
1: F- oh man,
0: twenty six minutes of artistic heat. He was over there trying to get it in on the productions. I liked it. I liked it. I, I you know, it was. It was. I, I. I knew what you was. What you were trying to do, and I know that as you play with, you know what you're doing, you like you once you once you start like getting a lot more comfortable with it, you'll get to where you wanna get to. You'll be just blaze. You'll be Mike Dean. You'll you'll get there. Production <laughs> you'll get there. You'll you'll it. You'll get there. But um you know not to not to jump off course, but um you know, the way you ended that 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 episode was hilarious to me because, like I said, you know, at some point in this episode, I know we're gonna talk about laziness and I just want people to understand that I know that it's 2021 and like the Mandalorian would say, this is the way. And I've realized that the way is being a scam artist. The way is being a fraud. That is the way to be a scamming, lying, just conniving person in order to get, your financial situation to where you dream it should be, then, you know, that is the way now. But I also think that a lot of that is fueled by laziness. I think it's fueled by laziness, greed, and entitlement. Because I don't think anybody, I don't think, and and i you know, just just having conversations with, you know, multiple people, like, to scam is an easy thing to do. It doesn't take much thought, especially when you're not thinking about the consequences of scamming. When you're doing some shit that is considered fraud, it doesn't really take much effort when you're not the person that's actually putting in the work to get this fraudulent paperwork together. All you're doing is, oh, here goes 40 bucks. Here goes 60 bucks. Somebody does it for you. Like, Long story short, I feel like in the past five years, I feel like people that are driven to like really hustle, I think that, that, that like those people are like a last of a dying breed now, like actual hustlers, actual people that's going to get out there and get it. Does that make sense?
1: That, that makes sense, because when I look at the definition of hustle, I, I, I primarily relate it to sports, because I grew up playing sports, so when people say hustle, hey, move a little faster, move with a more sense of urgency. And then, but also hustle relates to, all right, I got, I'm here right now. I'm trying to get to this place. So I'm going to work some overtime or I'm going to tighten my belt here and there. I'm going to cut some expenses to, you know, get to this place that I'm going.
0: I went to a barbecue joint the other day and like, out like, a, like a couple of days before that, I was reading this article about how, you know, a lot of businesses are suffering, you know, across the, you know, across the nation You know, it's really hard for them to to lock down employees and, you know, just actually have a a, a committed staff that was willing to come in and work the time that they agreed to work. And like there have become like a cross. in the last month. There's been a lot of restaurants dealing with walkouts. And as we all know, in the past, maybe six to 10 years, there's been this growing animosity towards big business and people just not wanting to work in general and i've been seeing a lot of posts from younger people that are like like nobody wants to work like nobody ever wanted to work and i was like yeah i understand that but i got a question for you jay if Let's just say 80% of the people in this country decided they didn't want to work no more. How long do you think it would be before this country collapsed? And why do you think the country would actually just collapse? Because, I mean, the collapse would be inevitable.
1: The collapse would be inevitable if 80% of the country decided, The 80% of the working population decided, fuck it, we're not going to work. Would you make it a day? I mean... Because you you got, you got to look at it from, from from so many different aspects. Like, somebody is at work making sure that we have electricity right now. Check. Somebody is, somebody is at work making sure that, that, that the water is running right now. Check. Some, somebody is at work making sure that you can get your queso burrito from Taco Bell right now. Check. Somebody... Somebody is at work, make sure that you can put go to the gas station to get gas to put in that vehicle. Like every, there's a fucking job for everything. Check. Like, like straight up, no <laughs> bullshit. There's a job for everything. And then with that job, people pay taxes. And those tax dollars pay the unemployed. So if you have more people unemployed than people paying taxes, there's not enough money to go around. And besides, there's somebody at work that's distributing those checks that go into your bank account because there's somebody that's working at the bank to make sure you have access to those funds, which, again, is somebody working at the power company to make sure that le- that ATM has electricity so you can get that funds. There's somebody working at the cell phone company, making sure that you can use the cash app like.
0: <laughs> would it even you be to- a day? I don't even think we need to continue. I feel like this episode is already finished. I, the point has been made. The point... The th- <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Derek. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> the thing is, you sit here, you take so much for granted, and, I, and, and this is the metaphorical you, because... You think and you feel that somebody's always going to pick you up, whether it's your family, whether it's daddy government, whether it's these people you're scamming, there's always going to be a, their pickup because you don't rely on yourself. And when you don't have this reliance on yourself, then what do you really have? What can you really bank on? Well, you can't count on me to do this podcast every month or however often we do it, but you can count on yourself to do
0: it. When we feel like it, shout out to Sheldon. <laughs>
1: but like that's real like like who can i count on besides myself and if i can't count on myself then shit's bleak
0: shit is very bleak um look man i I feel like people hate to admit that life is full of inconveniences life is always going to be full of inconveniences and when shit gets too convenient You may want to start looking down that road and be like hey what's gonna jump out and scare the shit out of me and bring me back to reality because this we've been on this planet human beings been on this planet for i don't know how long now but i guarantee you in every aspect of the timeline inconvenience has always been there and there's always been convenience but when it all comes down to it inconvenience is always going to trump convenience And we're always going to look for ways to eliminate those inconveniences. But the fact of the matter is reality is reality and it's going to it's going to rear its ugly head all the time. It's never going to fail. We, We live in a society of people that do not understand how the world works. And they just automatically assume that, you know, somebody gives me this good sales pitch about. Oh, you know, it, it, this 240 characters in a tweet. Somebody is talking about how we shouldn't have to work, and like I'm looking down this thread, and some dumbass says something along the lines of like, "Yeah, man, we ain't supposed to be working shit. We supposed to be in the jungle, you know, you know, eating fruit and living off the land, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, first of all, you fucking animal. <laughs> um, no, like, stop it. <laughs> Even if even if that was the case, in that situation, let's just say that we were if we were resort we were to resort back to a life of hunters and gatherers, those are occupations within itself. Those require work. Somebody's going to have to hunt and somebody's going to have to gather. That is the most primitive stage of the human of human existence. And work is still involved. How do you not even see Even
1: with the And even with the hunter-gatherer, you're mad because people from Mexico are coming up and taking the gathering jobs because they're taking them for less money. So you're mad about that. And then a lot of people don't want you hunting anyways. They don't. So you still have a complaint
0: about anything. Look, man, when I'm thinking about a lot of things, I like to break it down to the dumbest molecule, the smallest molecule that I can. And when I was thinking about this whole work situation, I just thought about the community. And when I think about the community, I automatically think, okay, a lot of millennials and Zoomers, they don't know much about community. Like they don't really know what community is because we're in such a selfish state right now. If, if we truly understood what the community was, we wouldn't say things or vote for things or do things that bring about a collapse to the community. So when I think of community, I, I'm not even gonna try to break down the definition of community. But at the end of the day, when you have a community, you could think about a community in its smallest aspect. Let's just think about a town. Um, as many as 50 people in this town, everybody has to play. That's something that millennials hate. Millennials hate having to fall, and and I hate to pick on millennials, but just like millennials, Gen Zers, and the younger Gen Xers, those are people that I relate to. Those are people I deal with. Just like when I'm talking about here, on here talking about black people, talk about humans in general, I'm talking about what's in front of me, I'm gonna criticize it. And when I think about millennials and this modern generation, they hate roles and they're always trying to redefine roles. And it's like, first of all, in this small community, if we don't have people willing to be doctors, nurses, janitors maintenance men you know mechanics you know people do hardware if we don't have people willing to do the most bottom tier jobs and we don't have people doing the most top tier jobs a a community of 50 people would fall apart easily and you would think oh it's just 50 people we should be able to maintain that we won't be able to maintain that community of 50 people if the teacher doesn't want to teach because the doctor makes five times more than them that we won't have a community. If the janitor feels like he should be getting paid as much as the teacher, Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? If the, if the maintenance man or the mechanic feels, man, why does the doctor get a house that big? How come they got that many followers? How many get, they get that many followers and likes shit like that. Like if that's how we see community, then that's what's going to bring about the collapse of America because there's too many people out here feeling why you looking like that, bro. I feel like I said, so I was,
1: I was, I was waiting for you to finish so that I could ask you the question of why does the person that only has a high school diploma feel that they can't go to Target and make fifteen dollars an hour? Why is that beneath them?
0: It, it's it's beneath them because of a question I always ask on this podcast, and uh, and I don't know if for me it was kind of breaking up when you were talking, but I basically heard you ask, you know. Why is it beneath them? Why are why is this why is any occupation beneath these people? That's basically what you're asking, right? Correct. So so my thing is one, um, I, I, I was reading something that uh Freud said and it was like it was along the lines of like something where it was like, everybody wants to feel important. Everybody is everybody is a little narcissistic. So everybody has this tendency to feel like they're better than what they are. Um so, Which is, you know, being better is subjective, but it's beneath them because if they're looking at themselves from a worldview, they automatically think that they should be doing better. So nobody wants to do a job that they feel isn't representative of how they should be perceived by the world. So nobody wants, a person may have, a per, you have people out there that have never went to college a day in their life. They've never been to medical school. They've never put in the work to even be a freaking, you know, a a, a a a a mechanic in a in the in a shop. Like they haven't, they don't have any trade. They some of them don't even have high school diplomas. But they feel that the world should perceive them as they make six figures or seven figures, because it's an inflated ego. Like they feel that hey, well, so and so is my friend and. You know, we go out and drink together. We hang together. Why is their life better than mine? My life should just be as good as theirs. I mean, we're both good people, aren't we? Well, it's like, well, see, that thing that you hate to do, which is work, that's the thing that probably separates y'all, too. That person was willing to put the work in to get to this point, and all you did after high school was work these these lower-tier jobs. See, I don't call these jobs low-end. I don't call these jobs, um, you know, I don't, I'm not demeaning these jobs. I'm just saying that there are levels to the occupations that you do in society. There are tiers to it. And working in a fast food joint, although it is seen as essential, it's a lower tier job because nobody goes into a McDonald's and says, yeah, I finally made it here. This was my 20-year plan. This was my 10-year plan. A McDonald's is for most Americans with sense, in my opinion, with most Americans with ambitions, McDonald's is somewhere a person will go if they're just trying to get their feet off the ground. A lot of immigrants come into this country, as you see, especially like in Texas, it's mostly it's mostly high school students and it's mostly, you know, uh, you know Im- you know new new newly transplanted immigrants coming into this country working those jobs because they're trying to get their feet wet i've told you this story before i know a dude that's only been in this country maybe 14 years and one of his first jobs was shit just you know cutting a yard with some of his people when he first got over here man he has a whole fucking landscaping business now 14 years later and i'm talking about You know, making nice money, making nice money, owns multiple trucks, has, it, you know, like he has a legitimate business. He can go get a PPP loan and not be scamming. You know what I'm saying? He has that going on for himself. He has a job that most would would consider essential, keeping the grasses cut at some of these schools, keeping the grasses cut in in a lot of people's neighborhoods. I'm talking about big government contract jobs where he couldn't where he couldn't grass and doing Landscape of all kinds. Like that's fourteen years. He was willing to put the, put the work in. Who knows what he was doing when when he was when he was old, when he before he came over here? Dude, probably was a fucking teacher in another country. Who knows? But he was willing to say, you know what? I'm new to this country. My credentials from my last country they not gonna hold up. I gotta start from the bottom in order to get here. I and I, I honestly I hear those stories all the time. Those stories are very real.
1: And then so and it's and, and it brings back to again to laziness because that laziness gives you a sense of entitlement using work as an example, but you know it, it it's very universal man, you know if if i'm if I'm the best basketball player on the team, what I need to work out for? I'm already better than all these other scrubs. why do I need to show up at practice on time y'all need to be on practice on time y'all need to show up better y'all need to get better but to 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 stick with work it's it's the entitlement, like, and 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 the McDonald's job example. It's it's one of two things, in my opinion. It's hey, like, I need a job, so I got a job, and then you take it to all right. I have this job to let me know that I don't want to do this for the rest of forever, or I'm having or I have this job until. You know, I may until I could get ends to meet or until I can reach this goal that I'm hitting. Because, again, taking it back to the hustle. Hey, if I want to be financially free by the end of this year, I might have to cut some expenses. I might have to create some more income to get to where I want to be. And if that income is like, hey, I can go to McDonald's and I can work from 11 to 4 a.m., go home and sleep for three hours and go to my regular job. But that's going to make me an extra you know, thirteen thousand dollars a month, and this was what we're gonna take to get me to my goal. Then fuck it, that's what I'm gonna have to do. People don't really have that. That's what I'm gonna have to do mentality anymore. And um, and and, and well, we, we, when we look saying, at our, our parents, because there's always a bailout for them. There's always hmm. somebody to come save you. If you have a savior, then you don't. Your back is never against the wall.
0: Straight up. Like,
1: if you. If, if, if you listen, if you listen to uh, Dope Man, of, I want to say like Jay-Z's second album, they, they they do this skit where the woman says he's been known to emerge triumphant when faced with adversity. What adversity do millennials really face at this point in time to where they have to emerge triumphant? There's always a back door. There's always somebody with a handout. Like, But really, when your back is against the wall, and again, it's only you that you can depend on who's there for you. Who's who's pushing you to do these things? And when you look at our parents and our grandparents that worked at one place for 30 years and 40 years and stuff like that, did they like it? No. But they had responsibilities and they just couldn't say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go sit on the couch and I'm going to let the government take care of me. They took care of themselves.
0: Look, I I mean, like I said, really ain't much to say after that. Like I said, working 30 years is really an inconvenience you know in the eyes of a millennial like i've seen plenty of people post shit like damn you know working 30 years at a job man that sounds that sounds horrible and i'm just sitting here like man i really wonder what 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 they i really wonder what they perceive like what how they feel life should be like do they think that if if they want to experience any type of luxury in life do they feel like well, as long as I'm alive, as long as I'm living and breathing, I'm a good person, I should get this shit. Like I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how this current generation feels. We should decipher who gets what. Like what what is what is the metric system that we should put in place to be like, well, I mean, you did do this, so therefore you kind of should get this. Like outside of all this make-believe racism people like to play into, like. Don't get it twisted. I understand that there are privileges out there that people have, but there are lots of privileges out here people have. And other, Not only white privilege out there, I mean, there are people that have pretty privilege. I mean, you can't deny the privilege of that, you know, that that women get dealt in some instances. You can't deny some male privileges. You can't just deny some privileges that you get, you know, if you're a certain minority. Like, there are privileges on every level. So, minus all the privileges, how do you really decipher who gets what? Who deserves what? Because I feel like life is always going to be a game of, you know, in a sense, what's fair? How do I know who gets this? How do I know who gets that? What's fair? I mean, people always say life is life isn't fair, but I've always argued that, you know, life is, life isn't fair because the people that have the power to make it fair, they're usually the ones on some hoe shit. You know what I'm saying? And once again, I get people's, you know, I get people's gripes. Like I understand that the government is. Uh, Man, when the government steps in and starts trying to make decisions, the government ain't nothing but another group of idiots. They're another group of human beings. They're no different than me and you. We're, we, we're putting these people in the power to make decisions for us. I mean, these they come from us. They are a part of society, a lot of them. A lot of them, as far as I'm concerned, they've sold their souls to whoever, but they still come from us. They're still a result of us. Our, the people that we elect represent us. They look like us. Like That's what we want. They get in office, they do some fuck shit. All that says to me is, well, shit, you know, you can switch them around all you want to. it's still going to be a politician that's going to get up there and do some fuck shit. Because that's what human beings do. Human beings do fuck shit. (laughs) Especially Americans. Americans are big time opportunists. Big time opportunists. So.
1: And is life not fair if it's fucking everybody equally? (laughs) Like you, you see somebody, you see somebody get something that you feel that they don't deserve. But at the same time, eh, I probably got a lot of shit that I didn't deserve. I've probably oh, been through some shit that I didn't deserve to go through. But you know, you know, just because I don't see life fuck you, don't mean you ain't getting your back blown out. I, I, I don't know because I, I'm not you. So it's kind of like
0: eh, fairness is subjective. Big time. Big time. I mean shit, I'd I'd argue that sometimes privilege is subjective. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, look little kid could be born in the middle of Israel right now or the middle of Palestine right now. Born in the middle born in the middle of a fucking warmongering, you know, war-riddle country. I mean, that's fucked up, but at the same time, it's a little kid that's born into a freaking Korean royalty. Like, he has no power over that. I mean do you, do you see that as privilege? Like I mean damn like to me it's it's all it's all lottery driven it's all it's all luck like we, we get mad at a lot of things that people can't even control. It's like bro a lot of this shit it is what it is. I mean I I sit down at a chess table, um uh, my opponent gets there before me when I'm sitting down to play chess. He happens to sit on the side with the black pieces. I sit on the side with the red pieces. It is what it is. He got there before me. He got the pieces he wanted because he arrived on time. I mean, I don't know how else to look at it. I'm not going to get mad. I mean, I can simply ask him, "Hey, you want to switch sides?" He says no. It's like, oh well, it is what it is. I can't. I can't control that man. I can't control that man.
1: But well, well, isn't it in the, in the Queen's Gambit, like like whether you play black or white, wasn't that on like a draw or something like that? I, I, but like I I think they might have randomized it or something like that. Like you it's it's just, it's just how the dice roll sometimes and say hey, you say it's fair and you say it's unfair, you know, based on, you know, your personal feelings, but shit that shit is subjective like, you know, I don't I I personally don't feel like, you know, things intentionally go one way or another and you know, like I remember a lot of last year, we we both just kind of sat here on this podcast and said shit. We just got to laugh at everything at this point to stop from crying. <laughs> And it's like, you know, we're sitting here, and we're looking at, man, this is bad. This is bad. And this is bad. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't miss a meal last year. I didn't miss, miss a, a meal paycheck last year. Sure didn't. Like, that. That's a, I, I didn't, you know, man, just the bare minimum, like, I didn't miss a day of life. Like, I had every opportunity to live every single day of life, you know, for the past 33 and a half years up to this point. So it's like, I know I know a lot of people
0: that can't say that. Nigga, still COVID free. Still. Still COVID free. Whole year. I'm talking about this How you supposed to be man? the moment. You good? I'm good, man. I'm good, nigga. Last last time I last time I I was down bad. Shit, it was just all some stupid shit I did. But I mean, it ain't had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> it ain't had a goddamn thing to do with COVID. But that's the most deadliest, yeah. the most deadliest disease in history. It's come history. on now, come on now, man. Stop it. No, the the, the deadliest, most deadliest degree, the, the disease in history right now is fucking propaganda. That's it. People consuming uh, propaganda like straight up you know, and I, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and they, shit, shit is just crazy, man. Like, I really feel like the IQ level of human beings has dropped significantly. And that's why laziness is where it's at. If people literally, if people just, just did not want to be lazy, did not want to be perceived as lazy, this world would probably be a lot better place right now, but you can't even get people to read, bro. You can't get people to read. Instead, they like, well, shit, the man in the box, the man in the box talking and, you know, he said we probably doing this. So I'm just do that because it's easier that way. I ain't got to think. And
1: then you get the, the masses are behind it. The masses are like, oh, well, if enough people say we should do this, then it's probably right. Not, Not, not necessarily, no. Not necessarily no. That, that that sheep that sheep mentality will get you put into some situations that you just can't say, well everybody else was doing it, so I did it. No, you have to think for yourself. Like I know people, you know, talk about the gut instinct and the intuition and, and how that's, you know, I, I believe gut instinct over intuition because I think intuition is just another fancy rumor kind of thing. But you know, you can trust your gut and know when something's right and when something's wrong. And then something just if you're not just fucking with something, you can say,
0: Yeah, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Let's see. Gut instinct intuition. Like your boy Casey would say. It's just synonyms. It's just synonyms, <laughs> man. <laughs> semantics, just
1: semantics.
0: You know, like like it's when it all come down to it, man, all that shit comes from common sense. It all comes from how you experience life. If you ain't never really experienced life, then you really don't have, you you ain't going to have no good instinct. You know, you're not going to have no intuition. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you going to base it off of? All that shit comes from prior experience. If you don't really have no prior life experience, and, and and I hate, like, I talk to a lot of people that are like four or five years younger than me. You know, I talk to people that are younger than me. I hear them. I hear them. And all I'm saying is, man, I've talked to so many people older than me, too. And I've lived life, you know, five, six years longer than some of these people. And the way I've experienced life, I would have to say a lot of these younger people don't know what the fuck they're talking about.
1: And (laughs) and it's just based
0: (laughs) off, I'm just saying it's based off the fact that they lack experience. And I like, I let them talk because it's like, I'm not going to sit there and tell them they're wrong because life hasn't proven them wrong yet. And I'm not the person that's going to be there to tell them they're wrong. Life is going to tell you you're wrong. And I'm just going to wait. And and because and, and, and I say I'm going to wait because I'm not 100% confident that I'm right. Life may never tell them they're wrong. But when it comes down to it, life is going to be the person to tell them that they are wrong when it's time to tell them they're wrong. That ain't something I need to do. I don't have to. That's not your role. Hey! <laughs> life
1: like, is going to do it's, it. It's not, a, it's, it's not up for me to say, well, you're making a bad decision. It's not up for well to say, Jay, you're making a bad decision. It's going to straighten itself out on its
0: own. Oh, big time. Big time. Like I said, man, reality is going to rear its ugly face when when it's time. It ain't no denying that. Like I said, man, there's a lot of shit going on in this modern society right now. And everybody feels that they are right. And I'm not afraid to be wrong. That's why a lot of the shit I said in 2020 about COVID, I was never scared to say it because it wasn't about being right or wrong. It was about me saying, well, based off what I read and based off what I've experienced in life, based off what I've been taught, I don't trust you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers is being the government. And it turns out that, yeah, I was right about a lot of that shit a year later. Do, do, do people care? Now, you know how I know people don't care? Because they still going out doing the same dumb shit. I'm telling you, in another in another year or two from now, if people gonna get back to not washing their hands, people gonna be leaving the club barefoot. People gonna be, you know, they're gonna be out here and They're gonna be getting they make-believe booster shots, thinking that they're getting healthier, all kind of nonsense. Just based in the just based on the fact that a lot of these people really aren't that intelligent and they're lazy. They're lazy. You well, sitting here. I, well, I,
1: well, I do my own research, and if everybody else is doing it, I just do it, too. If, if if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump, too?
0: Man, I'm telling you, I swear to God, to society, when I, I think about that question when I was growing up, my mama used to say that to me a lot. And I, I promise, man, just based on what I've seen in the past year, I think a lot of y'all motherfuckers would jump off that bridge. And I think y'all jump off that bridge with a smile on y'all face. Like, I'm really serious. I'm really serious. Like, y'all definitely would jump off of a bridge. uh, I'm talking about off of, like, the fucking Grand Canyon type shit. Like, they jump off that hole. They're in front of me talking about, hey, man, I promise you. I promise you, your survival chances are high. We're going to jump off this bug. We're going to go into a better place. Yeah, that better place is hell. That's where you're going. <laughs> Cause your you're fucking stupid.
1: You gonna hit the ground that hard. You going, going straight to <laughs>
0: hell. Nigga, you going straight to hell. They going say
1: they gonna say, but but hey, at least the way down was fun. At least at least the
0: ride down was fun. At least I was at least I listened. At least I was obedient. I did what I was told to do. I, I was just I just I was just doing it for the greater good. You know, and and, and I, I, I hate that term so much. The greater good. Cause it's like good is good. Just like I've said before, evil is evil. There is it's no greatness to it really. It it, it is what it is. If you're doing mm-hmm. something that's good, you're doing something that's good. You know, once again, subjective at, you know, obviously. But at the end of the day, like morally, you know when you're doing something right. You know when you're doing something that is just flat out, this should this is what should be done. And at the end of the day, I'm going when I when I am when I when I clock out, I know that you know I, I'm i not I'm not gonna have no regrets. Straight up, I'm good. <laughs> you know, you know, like you know it, bro. Like you, I'm good. You know, like if you doing this shit because you know, and 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 I remember like listening to a podcast and it was like, man, how do you know when somebody's being genuine? Once again, it ain't really up to me. To determine if somebody's doing something from the heart or not. I'm going to just hope that they are based on possibly their character. And by default, I just always think people are doing shit, you know, for the genuine good of themselves first. And then humanity, at least. You know, I don't automatically. You say what?
1: I say you would hope.
0: Yeah, I don't walk. I like. I be I be, like I told you I was riding down the freeway one day I was stuck in traffic and I'm just sitting there laughing like I just I swear I'm having a weird moment and I'm like man it's crazy though but in one of these trunks there's somebody in one of these trunks I just I just randomly thought that <laughs> I was like bro I'm saying like in one of these trunks on this somebody's
1: road, on forty five with a body in the trunk
0: somebody on forty five with a body on the trunk do you understand how highly likely that is? I mean I know it's a crazy thought but it's highly likely that somebody is on 45 and they got a body in there whether they trafficking somebody from Mexico or they didn't kidnap somebody but in one of these trunks in this 6 o'clock ass traffic for some goddamn reason y'all niggas out here rubbernecking. somebody out here got a body in the trunk
1: hot Uh, than a hoe
0: hot (laughs) than a hoe about to die you know that shit ain't funny, but I'm just saying, that's the we see that as being dark, and it's like damn, that's a you know, that's a dark way to look at shit. But I don't leave the house like that every day. I be thinking, well, shit, man. I just I, sometimes I had this moments where I'm stuck in travel. I'm like, man, all these people gotta go to work, and they' about to be late probably. That's my optimistic <laughs> side, knowing good and damn well, eighty percent of these people don't even want to work. Niggas don't want no job. Niggas don't want to work
1: and the, and the thing is when you get used to having things you take your ass to work because me personally what unemployment they're going to give me is not going to is not going to maintain the stand, the standard of lifestyle that I'm used to so that, therefore I need to take my ass to work what if it I still need I still need to take my ass to work
0: because a lot of you simple. A lot of people out there really didn't have the greatest jobs like a lot of these people really had you know your average salary type jobs like i know people out there think that making six figures is normal people out there thinking making 75k is normal but it's a lot more people that's on that that's making between like maybe 35 and 50 out here and yeah a lot of these people got unemployment in 2020 and it probably still equated to that and they like well shit I'm used to, I was used to making 35K a year, but shit on unemployment, I'm damn near going to be making 43. Once again, when, when you look, when you're looking at, when you're looking at the fact that, you know, you probably went up six to eight thousand in salary, I mean, when you, th- when you think about the situation you're in, that's really not a lot based on the fact that you can't really do much right now. You was in a, you was in a pandemic. So, Getting that little extra change. I mean, it only made sense And with, every, with that happening for so many people that shouldn't even been qualified for it. We're gonna reap the repercussions of that because government just out here printing money like the shit grows on trees, you know. And that's and you know, what, that's, that's and,
1: and and what happens when you just print money like it grows on trees?
0: that the money becomes actual leaves because the shit is just useless and that shit gonna be to the point where it's gonna be blowing in the wind for real. Like, you're gonna be like, damn, this dollar ain't worth shit. The like cryptocurrency then- is worth more than some of our fucking actual U.S. monetary coins. Like, you got meme coins that are mo- worth more than our money. Think about that.
1: No, but but you you think about it from this this perspective. Oh, yeah, minimum wage is going up to $15 an hour. Bank of America is going to start paying $25 an hour. But then you're going to look over and you're going to look at the inflation. And you're going to say, oh, shit, in 2021, minimum wage was $7.25. And now in 2025, it's $15. But the value of this $15 is actually less than than the $7.25 we we're making in 2021 because we've just flooded the market with so much fucking money. Or it's exactly the fucking same. <laughs> or it's
0: exactly Everything the same. Everything
1: returns center. to center. I'm telling Everything you right now to center. that two dollars that dollars $2.50 $2. gallon of milk you're gonna buy is going to slowly creep up and it's gonna be $455 because you're making $15 an hour now. And they gotta pay their yeah. workers at fifteen dollars an hour. And they and, and them the them gas them. and and the gas people gotta do that. And and then and, and, and the stalkers gotta do that. And then everything and so forth. So if eighty percent of people decided not to work, Look, it's man. A fucking collapse,
0: <laughs> man. It's gonna collapse like the fucking what was it was it the London Bridge? The London Bridge collapsed, right? I guess that was the song, uh, remember. It was it was a song. Well, I, can you look up how much a gallon of milk was in the year two thousand? Yeah, I'm working on it right now. Okay, I want to say it was. I want to say it was definitely less than a. a I want to say a gallon of milk in in the year two thousand was like less than a dollar fifty. I, I I don't remember if that was a half gallon or a gallon, but I remember at I remember twenty years ago, you know, a gallon of milk being something that a motherfucker would just grabbed. Because I mean, twenty years before that. Well, folks, they, they had so much milk, they was just giving it out. I mean, I, 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 would, I would argue that have most, of our, most of our regular listeners are probably aware of what inflation is, but I would, I would argue that the average person walking around right now that has no clue what inflation really is. Inflation or deflation, to be honest with you. Once again, that's another scary thing to think about.
1: In two thousand and one milk was two dollars and eighty-five cents a gallon and bread was an average of ninety-eight cents a loaf.
0: And what is it at now?
1: I I know bread is at least two thirty, because I bought some bread yesterday. <laughs> There's so many variations of milk going on
0: now. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's, 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 that's interesting that you say it was it's it's in the twos, cause I mean I, I know places where you can get milk for like a dollar now, so that's that's weird. I wonder what I wonder what they're basing that off of. I can, I can mm, see it.
1: Like, it looks like national average.
0: Oh, okay. I I want and I wonder what so got it to that.
1: Right the- now it's 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 $3.32 national average.
0: So it, almost, it went up a, it went up pretty much a dollar in 20 years. National average. Basically. That's interesting. Because damn, that that's there's still a lot though. Jeez. That is a whole lot. That's a whole lot. Um i still i still wonder what they based that on
1: again it. that's a whole lot for for nothing that for something that hasn't changed they haven't reinvented the recipe they haven't. <laughs> they haven't they haven't packaged it any different
0: they did not they they do not but like you said there are a lot of variations of milk now and i can only imagine that in a place like california places like new york and in and, and washington with their costs being so high for so long because they deal with a different type of inflation in those in those states. So I, I can only imagine that places like that. Those, those
1: are up. the ones that definitely drive your national average up.
0: Definitely. And my last one is, okay, so what's the, what's the, what's the national average for gas right now? Because I know that we all know off the top of our heads we was getting gas for less than $2 a year ago. and And, and, and this, to me, is the simplest way of looking at the the economical impact of what COVID did, and also looking at the impact of what's going on with these with these with these trillions and trillions of dollars that are being printed by our government, because people just need to understand that it's all about where this dollar can take you. How how far can my dollar take me? Go ahead, Jay. Te-
1: Texas is two dollars and seventy
0: one cents. Okay, yeah, for sure. I was getting gas for like a dollar fifty last year. I mean, I was filling up my car. My, although my car is small, I was filling up at 24. I'm damn near at like $38 now to fill up my car. And you see how, you see the type of car I have.
1: Yeah, let's see. The national average is. Whoa, there's some small print. Uh, the national average for 2021 as of April was two dollars and ninety four cents. If we go back to 2020 in April, it was a dollar and ninety three cents.
0: There you have it.
1: So a whole basically a whole dollar in a year In a year for the same gas. (laughs) gas.
0: (laughs) Listen, listen, you think something going up one dollar in 20 years is bad. Something going up one dollar in one year has to be worse.
1: And and think about this for, for those people that work um, hourly jobs, because I remember the last time I worked an hourly job and I got a raise and they gave me a 10 cent an hour raise. Mm-hmm. I got I started making a dime more an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The price of gas went up a full dollar over a year. My raise was a dime Think, Think about ass
0: that. Ass. That. They added. They basically added a dollar. <laughs> they said he go one dollar.
1: Basically, here's, here's, here's about a dollar a day because I was I was working about ten hours. Here's a dollar a day.
0: They added five dollars you to your dollars you you paycheck.
1: Enough enough to get to working back. Because you can't do
0: anything else. <laughs> And meanwhile, that's just one part of your your daily function that is being impacted because niggas' rent go up. Like I yep. said, milk go up, cheese go up. I mean everything going up. And like I said, that dollar that dollar ain't stretching like it used to. I I peaked some the, uh, the day when I was in the store. I was looking at a lot of the, I was looking at the Beyond Meat products. And um, me personally, I feel like Beyond Meat is just is another version of spam, you know, in, in the 80s and 90s. Like spam was always they always tried to dress up spam like it was like this this special meat that people should invest in because it fed the family, so to speak. But at the end of the day, like nobody could tell you what spam was. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is spam? What is this shit?
1: What goes into this?
0: And I feel like beyond meat, their packaging is so nice. And what they represent is so meaningful. Once again, Beyond Meat is one of those companies that will tell you, hey, this product is necessary for the greater good. It's good for the climate. This is made from plant. This is a plant-based item. Like, Beyond Meat, to me, is just some shit that eventually a lot of poor people are going to be buying. Because I was looking at this shit, I'm like, damn, this shit is affordable as hell. This shit was cheaper than real meat. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're thinking about it, if it gets to the point where in order to eat real food, you have to have money, then what does that mean? That means a lot of people are going to be going to these alternative resources in order to eat, and you're still the question is still going to be, what is in this shit? What <laughs> is this shit? What type of plant is this made from?
1: Just, 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 ba- just propping it up to make it sound good, to make it sound like it's better for you. Oh, because you're not eating meat. But it's like shit. You got to process this stuff over. You, what would you say about cutting
0: dope earlier? You got to cut this so many times to make it seem like the real thing. Oh man, got to put so much baking soda in there, boy. Put baking soda in there. Add milk to it. They gotta stretch that shit, bro. Drop a little Similac in there, like you're like man. We stretching it. We stretching it like eggs, man. Like Come eggs, on, man. man.
1: We got yeah, to. You do got to put. You do got to put put a little dab of milk in that. You whisk it in that. Get that. You know.
0: I'm just saying, you stretching it. You make it. Yeah. That's what you. That's what you doing. When you when you when you got a resources that you ain't got much of it, you got to stretch it. And I feel like that's what they doing. And I mean, is it is it necessary? I don't know. But all I know is I ain't. I haven't heard them like. They keep coming up talking about, oh, we're dealing with these shortages and all that. What people don't know is it's not a shortage because we don't have animals. It's a shortage because we don't have workers. A lot of people think that's
1: the part.
0: Yeah, that's the part. Of, and, and that's and I'm telling you, that's why I keep talking about laziness. And I'm telling people, the whole global pandemic was designed to to put a to put a it, it basically it disrupted the culture. everybody was too comfortable. Now it's time to disrupt the culture and it's time for that great reset. So now everything is about every time you look up, they keep telling you it's a shortage. Now they're finally telling you it's a shortage of workers, and now you need to put the two together. It's like, well shit, it's, if it's, if it all comes down to a shortage of workers, then that's the root cause then. When you really think about it, because we haven't heard one time anybody say that there's a, that cows are going extinct, chicken are going extinct. We ain't heard nothing like that. So clearly it's not a, it's not a, a, a source problem or resource problem. The resource problem, if anything, is the fact that human beings are lazy as fuck. And, and not even and, and, and even to just use another word, human beings don't feel the need to work anymore. They feel that at the end of the day, capitalism failed them. They feel, "Hey, y'all telling me it's a deadly disease out there? I don't want to get vaccinated. I shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated. The disease is still out there. Until you tell me that this disease no longer exists, I'm not going back to work." So you have fear mixed with laziness, fear mixed with entitlement. That's how that's how you get your shortage of workers. Cause once again, it's not a shortage of the of the actual animal itself. So now it's, you
1: got it's not a product shortage; it's a production shortage.
0: It's all it is. You just simplified the shit the hell out of what I just said. It made me feel stupid, but we still born. <laughs> but that's 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 what it is. Like, I mean, you got a whole Tyson factory that's supposed to have a thousand employees in there. You can only lock down six hundred and fifty. You probably got fifty or sixty, you know, uh, assembly lines not even in operation right now. So that that cuts down your production by twenty five, thirty percent. That's the shortage. That's the shortage. Yeah, I mean it's. It, and,
1: and and I had I had a conversation with my parents' neighbor. Because talk- we were talking about, you know, jobs and the economy and everything. And he's like, you know, I go through the drive-thru and, you know, they, ha- they put something in my bag, you know, saying, hey, we're hiring. And he said, at first I looked at it and I was like, what do you mean you're hiring? You, do, you know, you see me. I pull up here. I bought this, you know. I'm driving this, this, and this. But he's like, but then I, it, it, it clicks. It's like, oh, this isn't for me. This is for, you know. Somebody who has X, Y, Z child that's of working age that's not working. Or this is for somebody, you know, to pass along to somebody that know that's not working. It's not for the people who are working and are able to, you know, go get the fast food. It's for the people who aren't working and know somebody that, you know, this food is going to go to or know somebody that's close to them. like, hey, I know you're struggling. Canes is hiring. You might you might need to, you know, you might need to make it do what it do.
0: But you got to pay them a living wage, though.
1: You do have to pay them a living wage.
0: What's a living wage? Subjective.
1: It's a, it's, it's subjective because it all depends on where you want to live. Let's 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 look at what the current poverty level is because that's always been interesting. Because you might sit here and think that you know, hey, you doing well, and you look up and you <laughs> you pushing against that poverty line, nigga. You pull. Po- <laughs> and then I, I want y'all to bookmark this episode because I want to say probably around the end of the year or a year from now that poverty level is going to jump drastically
0: oh yeah it's good I mean it has to you're pumping too much money into the, into the ecosystem way too much money that, that poverty I mean you're talking about in a, in a month from now you're going to have people getting three four hundred dollar checks just because they have children and I mean, I know it's a tax advance, but there's still money being pumped into the environment that, in in so many ways, we know people are gonna scam for. So a lot of people out there are gonna scam for it that don't really need that that extra that extra money. Go ahead. What is it?
1: So for um, January 2021, the poverty line for a household of four was twenty six thousand five hundred. For a
0: household of four.
1: For A household of four.
0: I take moment of silence.
1: So Let me that means you. you're making about $509 a month. I mean, not a month, $509 a week. Excuse me.
0: Let me tell you something. I'm one man. I got one child. If I brought
1: home... No, no, no. You're one man with another grown man in the house. Yeah, yeah
0: bruh. Let me tell you something. If that's all I was bringing in, bruh, we both starve. We both starve, <laughs> and we wouldn't be living in where we living now. No, I'm I'm sorry. Like that that is that's just unacceptable. I, I really I honestly feel like to say like that that does sound like poverty, but I, I would I would honestly say a household of four, and just in, in Texas in Texas you know to be honest with you like. The cost of living in Texas isn't bad compared to a lot of places. Like, it's fairly reasonable out here. But in Texas, if you're a single parent and you have three kids under the age of 15, I'd argue that in that household alone, you'd have to be making at least 80000 to be living comfortably. So to be only making twenty five, basically, dog. You, where that other, where that other sixty coming from? Cause that if the government giving you sixty, man, that that's a motherfucker right there, bro. That's a problem.
1: But, but peep this. Like I said, that's basically five hundred nine dollars a week, right? Mm-hmm. Texas minimum wage is seven dollars and twenty five cents. So yeah. if you work a forty hour week, you taking home around two hundred and ten dollars. No way, you're not taking home. That's what you're grossing. You still uh-huh. got to pay taxes. You still got to pay insurance. You still got to put into some retirement. So if you're making minimum wage, you're taking home less than $210 a week.
0: Before I make my next statement, and since you're already on the on the Google sphere, what is the definition of living wage? Good, good question. Because I hear people say living wage, and then I, and then we just we come up with this... This, we talk about family. And now it comes back down to the individual. So if we're talking about an individual's living like so, so what's a living wage?
1: A living wage refers to a theoretical income level that allows individuals or families to afford adequate shelter, food, and other necessities. The goal of a living wage is to allow employees to earn enough income for a satisfactory standard of living and prevent them from failing into poverty. Falling into poverty, I almost read that flawless.
0: You almost did. You almost did. Um, So once again, I'm gonna look at it from an individual perspective because as an individual, you're more likely to be in a situation where okay, an individual has an ideal of what is satisfactory living for them. You know, you don't have to decide anything for anybody. You're just you're like okay, I'm you know I'm an individual. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to make sure I have a a up-to-date car. I want to have a one bedroom apartment. Um, I, I want to, I want to be able to go out at least three times a month with my friends. And I want to be able to buy groceries, you know, once or twice a month. And my fridge is full. Like to me, that's, that's standard. Like those things in, in, in modern day culture would be acceptable. does minimum wage and living wage do those two things go hand in hand is my next question to have a minute to make minimum wage. Is there anything in that definition of minimum wage? Oh, I didn't, I didn't actually. Okay. So minimum wage, obviously I would, I would automatically assume it's, it's the, it's the wage, it's the minimum wage that uh, a state or a government is required to pay its workers you know, for employment, but a minimum, yeah. but minimum wage and living wage should not be conflated because those two things aren't the same. I'm just saying. So when I hear somebody thinking that somebody that's making minimum wage should be receiving living wage, I hear their argument. I get it. But to think that they go hand in hand is is interesting to me because, once again, if I'm paying a 16 year old, a living wage. What am I basing his living standards on? Does it does it mean does a sixteen year old need to be able to take care of a family?
1: Maybe. Uh,
0: maybe it's very rare.
1: Maybe. Very rare. Maybe probably probably not, but maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. But let's let's look at let's look at the masses on a on an average scale. How many sixteen year olds out there do you feel? Are taking care of a family or need to take care of a family with a minimum wage job?
1: Very few.
0: I would say maybe one in ten, maybe two in ten. To be fair,
1: like I take the so, odds.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, so you're looking at that situation. And you're like, once again, you're talking minimum wage. Like now, it gets down to, don't you kind of look at a lot of entry level jobs, so to speak, as like minimum wage jobs? I mean, I'm not a fan of free internship, but if there are people out there with college degrees that are willing to take on six week to 12 week internships for free, that's kind of crazy to me just based on the fact that that person clearly has the education level and the skills needed to get a job that pays a living wage. You know, like I said, for that. Yeah, like that. Because so that, whole,
1: that whole knowledge, knowledge is, is, is income, that's some bullshit.
0: It really is.
1: <laughs> that is some bullshit. That's what they try to tell those student athletes, like, oh, your exposure is your income. Nah, cut, cut me a check right now. Cut yeah, me a check right now.
0: Because only like 5% of them are going to probably ever play professional sports. The rest of them, shh. They better, they're going to try to find someone with the degrees.
1: Yeah, like, 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 you know, there's a small percentage that go from high school to college. It's an even smaller percentage that go from college to the pros. Like, the majority of y'all ain't going to make it.
0: The majority of y'all ain't going to make it. Look, man, we can ramble on this forever. Like I said, shit is a rabbit hole. My, my point this episode is just to say, man, this generation isn't what it could be. It is what it is, but it's not what it could be. I feel like this generation is the product of Project X. This this generation is the product of of chasing the turn up, chasing the high of having fun. They 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 they're never satisfied. Like this this generation could be summed up in so many ways. And I mean, obviously, I sound like the old man waving his fist in the air, complaining. But the fact of the matter is, as human beings to evolve to the point of this level of stupidity is pretty scary because we've been through a lot. Humanity has been through a lot, you know, since, since hunter gatherer to get to a point where we have such a vast amount of information and knowledge out there to get to that point And for people to be like, you know what? I don't want to do anything anymore. That shit wild to me. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say people that I don't want to do anything anymore. All I want to do is party. All I want to do is have a good time. And I'm going to say the same question I've been asking all the time. For like most of 2021. Do you deserve to have a good time? Do you deserve it? Do you deserve a good husband? Do you deserve a child? Do you deserve a good wife? Do you deserve a good life in general? Do you deserve it? Like that's what it all comes down to. What did you do to deserve what you crave? If this was hunter-gatherer times, and you wanted those fresh avocados with your toast, so you could make your your bourgeois avocado toast, because yeah, you say, are say say,
1: <laughs> say say, bro, avocado toast is fucking delicious, bro.
0: bro.
1: It, is, it is. I, I made that shit. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> this is
0: all <what> <laughs> hyping about. Oh, boy. these motherfuckers oh. are onto something. <laughs>
1: I see why they're paying eleven dollars in the store for this. Okay, <laughs> okay, I get it. Why you go to your little fancy bourgeois restaurant and say, "Let me get the avocado toast with the with the egg over hard on it and or over easy on it." Okay, because this motherfucker hit. Hey, Especially if you put those a- crushed red pepper flakes in it. I
0: said, "God damn!" I said, "Yeah, I can eat this. I can hey, eat this." I went to a I went to a spot on Sixth Street like less than a year ago. And I said, I forgot, I, I think I had one of those, like, yeah, that, that shit hit, bro. Yeah, it hit. <laughs> it hit. It hit. I, 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 almost call, I almost called you up and told you, hey, bro, I had to take my jacket off, man, because uh, it's, all good. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's had so good. It's so good. You had to look
1: around. It's, it's like when you hit that drink and it's like, it's too good. Let me see what's in this. <laughs> Straight it's up, man. Just avocado? Straight Y'all ain't putting nothing else? Just avocado, Straight huh? Up. What kind of
0: tomatoes is? Okay, man. okay. Red flakes looking a little cocaineish to me. But uh, <laughs> hey,
1: man, same man.
0: But uh, but but my point is, imagine if you had to go out there and get that shit yourself, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if that was totally on you, and you had to go gather the gather the recipe yourself. It was you against that. It was you against that that wild wolf out there, that feral dog out there that's trying to eat too. You trying to get that bunny so you can get your, you get, so you can get your rabbit still going. Well, he sure he just trying to get that rabbit so he can eat. He ain't trying to get all fancy with it. He just want to eat yeah, What if it was, what if it was us versus them for real? What would we do? You know what I'm saying? Like, we we got to take advantage of the shit that we have in front of us and realize. I mean, in all honesty, dog, I don't really think a lot of us do uh, have have jobs out there that are really that hard. I would be keeping the buck with you. I think most people I know they're good enough at their jobs to where they like, man, this shit really ain't that hard. It may be mentally taxing, but like, I ain't got to go down no coal mine. I ain't got to dig for. No, I don't got to dig for no oil. I ain't got to get. I ain't got to get into a tussle with this bear. So I can get these berries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Literally, I could hop into my electric vehicle. I could stop at my corner store to get some overpriced coffee and overpriced avocado toast. And I could go back home and work from home. <laughs> like, think about those luxuries, bro. We are human beings are that smart to where we don't even have to go into an office no more. And that's still too much for niggas. I'm tired of y'all. Uh,
1: I'm
0: I'm niggas. I'm definitely <laughs> niggas sell oh, niggas. Look, man, get off my soapbox, bro. I hope I hope that people listen to JS Five. I hope that people listen to this episode and episodes that we dropped in 2019, 2020, and they continue to listen to No Boundaries podcast. My words of advice today, protect your seed. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's specifically that's for everybody. Protect your seed. Specifically for men, but protect your seed. That that's my word of advice. And that may be my word of advice going forward for a long time because now more than ever, I think people need to realize that y'all may joke, y'all may y'all may use children as the future as a catchphrase back in the day but I really do believe children are the future and we should protect them at all costs and I think that we're we, we as a uh, a generation right now Millennials specifically I think we're failing our children in so many ways when it, it it's either arrogance overconfidence or just mere delusion or just just selfishness um uh, but yeah man protect your seed protect your seed protect your
1: egg. I'm glad we didn't get to that conversation that we had about that stuff that I seen on Twitter and sent you because I I really don't want that on this platform. Oh, but man, that 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 shit right there, like that literally like rubbed me the wrong way because <gasps> it like because it was because there were so many people in agreement, and it's like I know I know what 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 I I'm, I expect when I go to Twitter, and I don't expect the most brightest of people. I, I you get don't. that you should so not. It's like there. And I watched, I watched the Army of the Dead on, on Netflix, and this felt like it was the Army of the Dumb, because it was just like <laughs> comment after comment after comment after comment. And I was like, oh, y'all really dumb as fuck out here. Dumb as fuck. Men and women, y'all are just dumb. And I, I, bet
0: said, a, I bet a lot of them, I bet a lot of people that was coming was like, if I was to take a stab in the dark, I guarantee you a lot of them were 35 and under.
1: I, I would agree, too. And, and it terrifies me, because I am 35 and under. I need to But anyway, most, mo, most.
0: <laughs> I know, I know it, it hurts, man, it hurts.
1: My words of advice for this episode are patience is key. You have to run your own race. And if you run in that race on on some Kemba Walker tracksuit Javito knees, it might take you a bit longer to get it done. But you gotta run your own race at your own pace and be patient.
0: Hey man, listen to your body when it's just talking, man. Because when that bitch starts screaming,
1: <laughs> say when my body started talking, it was like, save same, my guy. <laughs> This beach life is not for you no more. <laughs> you need to
0: go sit the fuck down. Hey, man. Let me tell you something. And that's the only thing I'm going to say about that is when I walk, if I'm walking anywhere, I'm walking with a purpose. I Girl. will no longer walk anywhere just to be walking. Better to tell me the destination or I'm hopping on a bike. If you walk with the
1: Lord, you walk for a purpose, but I ain't going to walk for nothing for nobody else. Tell him again. Amen. Tell them again. Hey man.
0: Look, look, man.
1: I'm just I'm just here for the news, B.
0: Hey. <laughs> look. If you're listening, you gotta drop five stars. Whatever platform you're on, just give us five stars. If they don't even give you the option to do five stars, still give us five stars on that platform because that's how much you like what we got going on. If you're listening on SoundCloud, drop a comment, maybe even a suggestion of what you want us to talk about we don't mind. If you happen to come across to Instagram, you want to send us a message and be like, hey man, y'all did to talk about this. How you feel about this? We're willing to engage. It's okay. I know you guys probably want more IG lives. We're going to do our best to try to make those happen. Life is not <laughs> like... Sometimes I just... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Sometimes life just has me like, yeah, I don't I don't no, feel... like No, no. Here's,
1: here's the thing. They want the IG lives because they nasty and they want to get on there and they want to make us talk about sex. And we're I, candid man. about it. We're, and we're candid about it, so they just eat it up. Because there's it, it about three or four women on that IG Live that y'all could have got together. Y'all could have had y'all on pod. Straight up.
0: Shout out to all the people that told me that they was going to start a pod in 2021, and they still have not started a pod. And I'm I'm, I'm I'm an advocate of podcasts. Like, I feel like it's a good vent session. I'm not on these podcasts trying to, I'm not a, trying to become a millionaire. I don't want to be the next Joe Rogan, Joe Budden, or any of these people. I just enjoy doing a podcast. I enjoy that y'all listen. I mean, I look at this as a business, but at the same time, this is one of those things that I actually feel is a fun business. It's fun. It's one of those things where I don't see why anybody should have, you, at, you should not be in a Joe Budden situation right now if you actually have fun doing this my bad my bad anyway speaking of Joe Button, if you're listening on Spotify <laughs> I don't know what it is you do on there but please go and do that and um as always thank you and you're welcome and with that being said
1: this has been the No Boundaries podcast thank you for listening but ever since the dawn of civilization